What's up, world? This is Farnsworth with the Anchor Biters Podcast. Listen, we're continuing Special Guest Month with a second half to Episode 10 with our special guest, Jared Palmgren. Listen, hit us up on Twitter's at Nation. That's the handle. Engage us and all of that good stuff. Hope you enjoy the episode. Peace. All right, guys. Owens does not have a tight end to sit. He changed his mind. He didn't like the uh, grief we were giving him about his tight end that he was going to sit, and he said (laughs) (laughs) he shot deuces. Now that we've got our technical (laughs) difficulties situated, it is time for the fan favorite. It is time for the opportunity to blow off some steam, and we're going to start that here with the I Wish segment. Guys, are you ready? Ready when you guys are. He is ready. Let's do it. I wish, let me tell y'all what I wish. I wish these sorry coaches would open their stupid mouths and just talk. Tell us what we need to hear. I'm sitting here scrambling last minute trying to find out if Lou Nichols is going to play or not and gets no news. I mean, zero, because y'all won't open your mouth. You know, Zach Evans, I got him in the game ready to play. And he don't get no burn, zero burn. And you don't open your mouth and tell me that he's not going to play. Listen, we are sick and tired of all these stupid coaches with y'all closed mouths. Give us some information that we can use so we'll know who to play and who not to play. We're trying to win fantasy football over here. And you're hurting us with y'all closed mouths. Open your mouths and talk. Let us know what we need to know. Closed mouths don't get fed. JP, go ahead, sir. I'm going to piggyback off of Owens here, man. Like, I had something else written on the sheet, but, man, like, this is, this is something we got to talk about here, man. I wish almost the opposite in that these coaches would stop feeding us BS. Case in point, Joey McGuire, head coach at Texas Tech. What is it, man, with this? Oh, I'm going to start. We're going to play all three quarterbacks every single week, and then you never do. Do you really think that you are getting that much of an advantage any given week because they think that they have to prepare for all three? They have seen you do this song and dance over and over again. They know that one person is going to get the majority of snaps. They might see Donovan Smith down near the goal line. They know that it's not going to be any given play. It could be any three of the guys. I guarantee you, the West Virginia staff this past week was not kicking themselves at halftime saying, well, dang, we really we really took too much time working on Donovan Smith this week and Tyler Shaw. No, no, they just got their butts beat the old-fashioned way because they, while they were worried about the quarterback, they forgot about two running backs on the staff, on the, on the roster. So 
enough of that. I'm with you, Owens. Enough of this hiding information, hiding injury information. Just give it to us straight. It doesn't give you that much of an advantage of who they need to prepare for and who they don't. No. I don't. I've never played it down in football in my life, but I know people who do, and I guarantee you they aren't keep kept up at night based on who can and can't play each given week. They go out and they play football games. Enough of this silly garbage. Enough. I'm tired of it too, man. Because it's like 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 Fort Knox, man. Like you, you're not gonna win the national championship. I'm I'm hoping that with all this NIL stuff, with all this betting stuff starting to take off, there's gonna be some legislation about how to report injuries moving forward because there has to there has to be if this kind of stuff is going to take off because nothing is worse than all of us wondering. Hey, is Miles Price playing? Is Miles Price playing? <laughs> and we don't find out. They've been warming up for 45 minutes. And then there is a random account on Twitter saying, hey, by the way, we see Miles Price in street clothes. It shouldn't take 45 minutes for us to find that information out if they've been out on the field. It doesn't make any sense. Oh. It doesn't make any sense at all. I'm with you right there. I've said that a few weeks ago. Maybe NIL a change. Um all of this secrecy and tight lifted myths, if you will, with these coaches not wanting to say something. But listen, you freeze, pull up a chair, sir. Please, please pull up a chair because you're doing something that is, this is, I don't know what to name it. I don't know what to call it. It's ridiculous. It's preposterous. All of those terms you want to use. Shedro Lewis has Six touchdowns in the last three games. Six. Six touchdowns in the last three games. The guy has like 25 carries in the last three games. Why are you depriving Day Day Hunter? Every time you get down there inside the 10 somewhere, you give it to Shedro Lewis, this converted wide receiver, 5'8", 170 pounds. Why do you keep doing this? Dayday Hunter is your guy. Let him be your guy all the time. Let him be your guy all the way down the field. Not just between the 20s or between the 10s. Let this dude get into the end zone. I'm tired of Shedro Lewis, little ankle biter that he is. Faltering <laughs> all the touchdowns from Dayday Hunter when Dayday Hunter is doing all the work. 23 carries, 213 yards, one touchdown. Chandra Lewis, 10 carries, 35 yards, man. And you let him get in there twice? Man, you got to stop this. And I was watching the game, too. It's not like you could not have put Day Day Hunter in there, in that game, to let him eat, to reward him for all of his hard work. From running up and down the field between the ten, but no, you want a little Shedron Lewis in there <laughs> running the ball and getting touchdowns. I don't like it. You freeze. You got to stop it. This whole coaching staff, you got to stop it. You got to stop it. Stop with that crap. I'm tired of it. And that's that. That's that. Guys, we want to introduce another segment of the show, of the podcast. We're going to give some shout-outs. Some lovely shout-outs. We're going to we're just going to take a couple minutes to give some shout-outs, good or bad, 
to some players that either excited us or disappointed us. Just some quick shout-outs right there. You know, just let them know, hey, I see you. I see what you're doing. I see what you got going. And so here we are. Owens, you want to give a shout-out to, sir? Man, I want to give a shout-out to Will Shipley, man, out there at the Clemson Tigers. Listen, listen, he surprised me this week, man, against Syracuse. Good run defense. Rushing for 172 yards and two touchdowns. Man, he pretty much took the game over, man, and won it for Clemson, man. I'm going to give a huge shout-out to Will Shipley. All right, I'm going to do two shout-outs here. I'm going to do one positive, one negative here. So first, we'll do the negative first. Shout-out to all of the injuries this past week that basically ended my CFF day pretty early in several different leagues. Hope you all feel better, and I hope you guys are ready to get back on the field this next week. Guys like Adrian Martinez, Dante Cephas, Cam Camper, Marion Lukes, Ari Broussard, and Colin Schley. You guys really helped me out this week. And again, hope you guys feel better. On a more positive note, man, shout out to all of the players out there that went undrafted in most leagues throughout CFF and are now like top options week in and week out. They are what makes CFF fun. It gives us a reason to keep talking as the season moves along. Gotta love all those guys out there. I mean, these are guys like, again, um, let's see. Off the top of my head, we can go with Jaden Daniels out of LSU. Got Michael Penix in Washington. Curtis Rourke in Ohio. Those are three top 12 quarterbacks that went undrafted in most leagues this year. Running backs, you got guys like Kalen LeBorn. You got guys like Quinshawn Judkins. You got guys like Day Day Hunter. Top 12 running backs. All, all undrafted in the preseason. Um, uh, wide receiver, we got it nailed down pretty well. Roman Dunze is top 12, but he went undrafted. And DeCorian Clark, wide receiver out of UTSA as well. Shout out to all those guys. They make CFF fun. They make it really fun. I want to give a shout out to Lincoln Parrish, sir. Halloween came early for him. This dude has been had, he's had his Halloween suit on all month for the month of October. He has been posing as a viable CFF option all month long. And he took the he took the costume off this week. Guys. And we saw the real Lincoln Parrish. He was an imposter. He fooled me, he tricked me. Shout out to you, sir, Lincoln Pan, for fooling me and tricking me into thinking that you were a CFF option that I not only should consider, but to stick you in my starting lineup and to have you take that costume off and to give me eight carries for three yards. Three catches for negative three yards. So, big shout out right there. To Lincoln Pair, and that's that, guys. That's that. Couple shout outs to some guys there. Um, next on the docket, guys, we're gonna move into make the case. We've got a few of them here, guys. We had to engage some guys to get some traction on our post today on Twitter. And so 
Make the Case is the segment where we move into our CFF court, where we, as the jurors, if you will, would entertain certain appeals from attorneys who are representing their clients in favor of either picking them up or dropping them, whatever the case may be, retaining, picking them up or retaining them, dropping them or ignoring them based on the season's production or the previous week's, recent week's production. Or you may have something else in mind. We have a couple of those right here that we're going to discuss. But first off, we've got OG Jay Mill, Jeremy Miller, one half of the dynamic duo of CFF on IG. And he is asking about Jaden Daniels, guys. I present to the jury the case for Jaden Daniels to be picked up because of his bump and workload. His usage has skyrocketed over the past couple years, giving the remainder of his schedules. Guys, what say you, the jury, about Jaden Daniels? Are we going to pick him up, retain him? Or are we saying, no, ignore him. This was a one-week thing. He's a one-hit wonder. What are we doing? What say you, the jury? Uh, the jury says that he just had two back-to-back 40-point weeks. He has a schedule remaining that includes UAB, Arkansas, and Texas A&M. You can be squeamish about the Alabama game all you want, but we've seen quarterbacks perform well against them at times this year. I think he's absolutely worth a pickup. The only reason why we haven't talked about him on CTN more is the fact that he's above our threshold of 40% rostered already, and he's been there for a while. If he's somehow available in your league, yeah, heck yeah, pick him up. Owens? I agree. Uh, Outside of the Alabama game, I think his schedule fits him uh, to be fantasy relevant as well so i am all in on the pickup so there you have it og j mill jeremy miller sir Jaden daniels he's got alabama coming up he's got arkansas you want to start him there uab you want to start him there texas a&m may be a toss-up but the jury has spoken it doesn't matter what i would say up until this point he has lit it up these past two weeks six rushing touchdowns in the mm. past two games six six five six. yeah five mm-hmm. passing touchdowns no picks in the last two games you got 11 touchdowns there no turnovers in the last two games um so there you have it there og j mill you want to retain and even pick up if he's available Jaden Daniels moving right along to the next case that would be Justin Nottingham (coughs) of course last week we talked about Brendan Armstrong but for the sake of conversation with his remaining schedule uh, his representative that would be Justin Nottingham Mr. Nottingham is wanting to know if we should pick up and retain Mr. Armstrong for the remainder of the season. Yes. No, no, sir. No, no at all. I can see it. What say you, the jury? 
Not at all. The ship has sailed. It's, it's been it has sailed. First game of the season, and it's it's been gone ever since last year. Left with the offensive coordinator. But the ship is gone. Brendan Armstrong is out of here. Don't even worry about him no more. Look, look, any other quarterback you can possibly pick up, fine, whatever. But that's not name Brendan Armstrong. Do that. There's no way at all. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some numbers at y'all real quick. How many startable weeks do you think Brendan Armstrong has had this year, aka top twenty-four finish this year? I want to say two. Two. First week of the season and this past week, and you know what either one of those two have in common? So I was right. You were right. You're yeah. right. He's got two. Wow. You know what those two games have in common in Opponent. terms of opponents? opponents. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. You can't tell when to start Brennan Armstrong. These, yeah. like this is this is his major problem. It's there's some guys out there. You know when you can start him. Brennan Armstrong, yeah, he can get you a 25-plus point game here and there. You have no idea when that's going to come. And when he doesn't, he can easily dud out on you for 11, 12 points. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm with you. Do not do there it. you have it. Mr. Nottingham, for your client, it is a hard no. We're going to pass on Mr. Armstrong. We bring in the executioner. <laughs> Bring in the executioner. This guy has been thrown in the trash so many times on this podcast. We did some things to him last week, and so we'll continue to do some things to him this week. We got to say no. Sorry, Mr. Nottingham. Better luck next time. Guys, we've got John Live, one of the OGs in the community. He wants to know, as he is representing DJ Irons, is his client and he is appealing for him to be picked up and considered as a quarterback as an option on CFF rosters all over fan tracks based on his production they're in action and from what I've seen I don't know what do you guys think about the retention or the 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 uh picking up of dj irons we the jury find that it is entirely fair to want to pick up dj iron as a cff backup option quarterback he is currently the qb 34 on the year ever since maction has started he has had four straight top 48 games or top 48 finishes again is he gonna is he possibly going to quit out on you and only get about 20 points in a week maybe but at the same time like i think he's absolutely worth keeping on your roster and throwing in there in a action game whenever one of your top guys has a bye week i think it is perfectly fair to pick up it is not fair to say pick up and immediately start all right thanks for the clarity thank you uh, man this is tough because the consistency is not there. Like, okay, 22 carries for 37 yards. Okay, I understand. Okay, he got the two touchdowns. Yeah. 15 carries for 12 yards. Uh, <laughs> uh, percentage. Um, I mean, this is tough. 
Man, this is value-wise, man. I mean, I would say if you have a dynasty league, I would say maybe pick him up, man, and watch it. But regional leagues, man, I think there's, there's better quarterbacks out there, bro. I just I just do. I think there's better quarterbacks out there right now on the waiver wire to pick up other than iron. So I'm going to say no. Well, put decision on the jury. I guess it's up to me to kind of settle this dispute. Listen, I'm looking at the schedule. The guy has 110 rushing attempts on the year. He's being coached by Joe Moorhead. And traditionally, based on recent history, you want a Joe Moorhead quarterback. But looking at his schedule, you got Miami of Ohio, one of the better defenses in the MAC, Eastern Michigan. Not, I mean, they're not anything to write home about. Buffalo, again, creeping up the charts on defense as they get into conference play. They're a lot better than what their numbers suggest here in recent weeks. And they had the opportunity, having had the opportunity to play conference games to kind of bolster their stats defensively he does get northern illinois in championship week i'm not sure as far as right now if you want to pick up dj irons i like the thought i like the consideration but the inconsistency is there (laughs) the inconsistency is there and being prone to turnover, mm-hmm. I agree with both of my guys. If you're going to pick him up, he's going to have to ride the bench, or you're just not going to pick him up at all. And at this point in the season, redraft, I'm not thinking about it. Harsh, but fair. Dynasty, he's a junior, maybe. Right. Right. If you in deeper leagues, so I'm going to preface it with this. Redraft, no. Dynasty, only in deeper leagues. There you have it. Right That's there. what I said. There yep. you have it right there. And my guy, Mitch Hart, ace hole himself. He <laughs> is representing his client, that is Brett Gabbert, to be picked up. He has come back seemingly from the dead, <laughs> from injury that is and there is uh, an addendum to this so to speak something attached to this but let's deal with this first Brett Gabbard is back guys and what do you think about picking him up going down the stretch what says the jury about Mr. Gabbard Juror Owens you have the floor first sir Um, I would say if you're desperate for a quarterback, and I mean desperate, you know, they go pick this guy up. I'm looking at his schedule. His schedule is the kind of schedule that you would love to have your quarterback finish with. In his fantasy football game. And I mean, his schedule is nice. But 
he has not played enough football this year to just put all the confidence in him and say, oh, I'm going to go grab him and I'm going to start him immediately. Um, but at the same time, looking at the schedule, you know, sometimes you have to take chances and you pick a player and then you hold him and you're watching and you say, all right, let me see what he's going to do this way. I'm going to put him on my bench. I'm going to watch him. If he like his team up like he's supposed to, then, okay, that give me some confidence in him. And with that being said, I would say pick him up and watch him. If he's, if he's supposed to tear Akron up, he's supposed to. And if you make that investment and it work out, then the rest of the season looks pretty good. So, I think I'm going to say, based off his schedule, yes. All right. Gerald, Jared, JP, sir. I find the client guilty of projection. This <laughs> entire this entire deal is based off of Gabbert's finish to last year, where he finished three out of the final four games, uh, 20th quarterback or better, two top three performances in that stretch. Nothing to nothing to be not proud of. Definitely something that shows you he has the upside. Here's the thing. He's coming off injury. Before he was injured, there wasn't really much going on with him regardless. He didn't look great this past weekend in their game against, um, I forget who they played. Regardless, he didn't really crack more than 16 fantasy points on the day. He's a matching opponent. I need to see it to believe it before I am running out here and saying this man is a must-grab. I am going to say, do not grab him yet. Put him on your watch list. He does not need to be taking up a slot on your roster just yet. There you have it. Short and sweet and to the point. Don't pick up Red Gabbard. It's a fluke. It's a smoke screen. The jury has spoken. Sorry, what man. you say? Yeah, well, the jury has spoken. I mean, it's two right there. That's all you no, need. No, right I there. said, I say, yeah. You say don't pick him up? I said pick him up. I said take a chance. Well, I said keep him on the watch list. I'm saying no. Okay, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Do not take a chance on him. You haven't seen enough yet. I know. You need need a body of work. This one game is not enough. And I think, again, we're reaching back to what he did last year. And I don't know. I mean, I I need to see some type of replication of this before I even consider this. So I'm going to say no, and the jury has spoken. Sorry, Mitch. We love you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Is a no. Is a no. Moving right along to Willie B. Willie B wants to know he is representing Luke McCaffrey, and he is lobbying for his client to be picked up in leagues where he is available so Luke McCaffrey coming off a monster game. 11 targets, 10 catches, 171 and 2. 3 carries, 31 yards and another touchdown. Running the football. 
guys, the athlete himself, Luke McCaffrey started out as quarterback coming in from Michigan and couldn't cut the cheese there. So he's he's trying to make a living at wide receiver. And he looks like he wants to do that full time and be a viable fantasy option while doing so. What say you about the appeal from Mr. B to pick up his client, Luke McCaffrey, here for the Rice Isles? What do you think, sirs? The jury says that if he is available in your league, he's one of the best pickup options you can make this week. I'm going to read you off his number of targets he has gotten in every game this year. Eight, eight, 14, 9, 7, 8, and 11. If you are looking at a wide receiver that has gotten a minimum of seven targets in any given game, and he's in the middle of conference play in one of the worst conferences in the country, uh, yeah, he is worth a pickup, no doubt about it in my mind. Yes, on top of that, the schedule, the remaining schedule looks really good, man. Oh my gosh, Charlotte, Utah, Western Kentucky, UTSA, North Texas. Oh my gosh, that remaining schedule is nice. I'm saying definitely yes. Well, there it is. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. The jury has spoken. Mr. B, you have won your case for your client for the picking up of Luke McCaffrey, wide receiver from Rice. Justin Nottingham, again, we spoke about the addendum to, um, well, that wasn't Brendan Armstrong, but it was to Brett Gabbard to to pick up with the resurgence of Brett Gabbard as quarterback. Mr. Mac Hammer is who he's representing here today in CFF court. He's wanting to pick him up. Um, again, as a result of the resurrection of Brett Gabbert, thus his fantasy value, that being Mac Hippenhammer, thus his fantasy value rise there with this resurrection and resurgence of his quarterback. What say you, the CFF jury? Ooh, he had 15 targets last week. Only five catches for 32 yards. And that's it. So there had to be some type of inaccuracy <laughs> coming from, <laughs> from Mr. Uh, Gabbert. Um, we, I, I had to pass on this. I think there's better options at wide receiver out there. His schedule looks really good. Akron, Ohio, Northern Illinois, uh, Ball State in the, in, the, in the last week, but I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm saying no. I got to pass. Once again, the jury finds itself in disagreement here. Uh, 15 targets with a clear cause of why he is such had such an increase in targets. The quarterback, his choice is back. 15 targets, you give me that any given week, I will be a happy, happy man. Yeah, the fact that he only caught five out of those 15 targets, not great. But is that going to happen every single week? 
No, wide receivers have bad weeks. Like Owen said, it could have been just accuracy issues from Gabbert. To me, it is absolutely worth picking him up again. Am I going to start him yet? Probably not. I would like to see a true game like he had earlier on in the season, probably hit double digits again. That would be nice. At the same time, I again, he has his quarterback back. That quarterback clearly loves throwing the ball to him on the outside. I think that he is absolutely worth a pickup here, no doubt about it. I'm going to have to agree that Mr. Hippenhammer is an absolute pickup. Again, you cannot ignore the 15 targets. The quarterback came back looking for him mm-hmm. or looking for anyone else. He was looking for him. And with his remaining schedule, Akron, listen, they bleed points. Ohio, mm-hmm. shootout. Northern Illinois, shootout. I like my chances here with Mac Hippenhammer. I'm going to say Justin Nottingham with this suggestion here, this addendum to Mitch Hart's Brett Gabbard. I understand we said no to Brett Gabbard, but yes to Mac Hippenhammer. And CFF, it works like that sometimes. Yep. That's just the way it is. And so, last but not least, guys, we got CFF Nate. Nate Dog, who is lobbying for and making the case for his client, that would be Baron Morton. He's making the case that his client is going to be or should be considered as QB1 in 2023. This is very interesting. There's a lot that could be said here. I'm waiting to see what the jury is going to say about this. QB1 in 2023 is saying a lot. I understand that Bryce Young is possibly gone. CJ Stroud is possibly gone. Who's remaining there that could rival him? I can think of a couple guys right off the bat. But I want you guys to take a stab at this. Just freestyle your way through this thing. What do you guys think? So, the jury finds here that in order for Baron Morton to be the QB1 in CFF 2023, you are looking at a, you are wanting to see a Bailey Zappi kind of year, maybe a little bit less than that to be, because he's not a, he's not a dual threat guy for the most part. He's much better at passing than he is throwing. The Zach Kittley offense is more conducive to him throwing the ball. Now, again, he can use his legs, no doubt about it. It's part of what makes him great right now. But at the same time, he, his volume is insane. The last two games he has gotten as a starting quarterback for Texas Tech in the Zach Kittley offense, 62 pass attempts, 45 pass attempts. Donovan Smith, who really isn't much of a throwing quarterback, was getting very similar volume the games before, 58, 36, 55, 48. The volume's there. The system's there. Morton has the talent. He has the wide receivers. Everything's there for him to have a Bailey Zappi-like season. If by the time we get to 2023, am I looking at him as the QB1? Well, let's look at the competition here. Let's look at the guys that are sitting at the top right now that I expect to be back next year. Austin Reed, quarterback out of Western Kentucky. He's going to still be there, and they're running the exact same system over there. Uh, Probably would consider Baron Morton over him. Uh, Daquan Finn, the quarterback out of... Toledo, 
he's somebody I might consider at the same time. A lot of his number one status right now is buoyed by a very big game just two weeks ago. Hasn't really had that game-to-game consistency yet. And then you got guys like Caleb Williams. Year two under Lincoln Riley full-time. Got his weapons back and everything like that. And that defense hopefully still is as atrocious as always in forcing shootouts. I the jury finds that it there is a case for Morton to be the QB one. I don't think that it is a open and shut case though. Okay, I agree with that. I agree with that um, because when you mentioned Caleb Williams, that almost shut it down right there because I'm looking at the wide receiver talent that USC got coming in. Next year, oh my gosh, man. To go along with what he got now, oh my gosh, bro. I I just don't see it, man. I don't see I don't see Morton being at QB1, man, 2023. I just don't see it. Not with Caleb. Not with Caleb having what he going to have, man. I just, I don't see it. I think we're missing Drake May. Oh my God. I oh, yeah, definitely. Drake May. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I, again, like I said, it is there is a case, there is a path for Morton to be the QB1, no doubt about it. I don't think it is an open and shut case, though. I think there will be much debate next offseason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I think Dre May will have a lot to say about that. It, it, it's going to come down between, if Morton keeps this job the rest of the season, it's going to come down between Morton, May, and Caleb Williams next year. I can see that. I can definitely. Like those are your top that. three, probably right there. Absolutely, you can definitely see that. We have one more. I'm sorry, I forgot. My man Brandon T. Brandon T. Sanders. He said, "I would like to hear the discussion of who you would want in round one of a redraft league at quarterback." Then we May just named the three Williams. right there, huh? I said, "I think we just named our three right there." Yeah, he said, "Mayor Williams, maybe someone else." I think that's the three right there. If Baron Morton remains to be the guy all season long, you've got Caleb Williams, you've got Drake May, you've got Baron Morton. Honestly, like I I said that, but now I'm thinking about it. Like, Shuck's gone after this year. Donovan Smith probably transfers out, and Morton's clearly the next guy up right now. I don't think he even really needs to keep the job. If he hasn't, if if he's going to get the job next year, he'll be a first round quarterback. Listen, I think Suck has another year of eligibility. I think, I think, I think so. But again, if if Morton if if Morton keeps battling him for this job and everything, I can't imagine him staying. This is the day of the of the transfer portal. Yes, oh man, yes. Because the transfer portal, the transfer portal has equally derailed as many CFF options as it has given us the access to it just has i yep. mean i'm gonna give you one name off the bat buffalo running back dylan mcduffie what was he thinking dumbest transfer in the history of transfers clearly didn't like the new coaching staff apparently even though they were get feeding them plenty feed them 20 plus carries a game and now what is he getting? Uh, I think maybe he could have. Maybe he got some spare lint. 
Maybe. I don't know, man. Maybe, yeah. And that's that. So the transfer portal, that's it. That's it for our show. Thank you so much for our guest, JP, a.k.a. Jared Plumbrand, host of the Chasing the Natty podcast, one of the fastest-growing voices and influencers in the CFF community. We're so grateful to have you on, sir. Such an honor. Definitely. To have you on, what you bring to the table. Tell the people who you are, where they can find you, and all of your work. Yeah, first of all, thank you guys for having me on again. Again, I love I love hanging out on this podcast. Again, it I'm I'm just hanging out with y'all. That's that's the best part about this. I don't come on here. I like I prepare like a little bit and everything, but mostly it's free flow. Mostly it's just spitting on whatever's top of my mind. It's great. I love it. In terms of where you guys can find me, I'm on Twitter at CFF underscore Jared. You can find our show, Chasing Natty, a CFF podcast. You can find it wherever your podcasts are. You can also find us on YouTube for the video format of our show. Same deal, Chasing the Natty. Just search that up up in YouTube. You'll find us real quick. And then be sure to go check us out all out on the CFF team over at campusdecanton.com. It is myself, Nate Marquise, Brandon T. Sanders, and Chris Moxley. We are killing it over there with podcasts, articles, tools, everything you need for CFF. It is campusdecanton.com, but we are really growing the CFF content over there. As well as if you're a DFS fan, make sure you check out the content from Chris K. and Ethan Sowers. They got a lot of great stuff over there. Again, we're rocking it through the season right now. Already got some ideas of stuff we're going to be working on during the offseason in terms of maybe new tools, new things that you guys can play around with next offseason. Really, really looking forward to it. There it is. There you have it. That is it for me, myself, and Owens. We'll see you next week. That is it for us. Peace. Peace. Peace.